So today's daf is daf Zion, page 7, the Heligam Masechus Tadorim. And we pick up from the very top line, the last two words. Yesh Yad Litzedaka, Ayin Yad Litzedaka. That's remind ourselves yesterday, we learned three Shilas of Rav Papa. Rav Papa had three Shilas. We learned that there's Yad, there's partial conversation, and there's handles of a statement when it comes to Nidarim. That's for sure. There's three, the Gemara went to three possible sources of uh, how it's going to start from Nether, but be it as it may, the Yadais happens by Nedarim. Rav Papa asked the Shaila yesterday, what was his first Shaila? His Shaila was marriage. What about Yadais by Kedushin? And then he asked, what about Yadais by Peya? And then the third Shaila was, by Rav Papa, Yeshad Lepeya, uh, Yeshad, no, two. Yeshad the Kedushin or Yeshad Lepeya. And now we're going to get on to our third Shaila, which is Tzedakah. Is there Yadais when it comes to Tzedakah or not? All right, says the Gemara like this. Same type of back and forth that we had in the other Shailas. Second line from the top, Zion Amod Aleph. dummy. What case are you asking a Shaila in? When you want to know if there's a partial statement that's affected by Tzedakah, what do you, what's your case? If the case is the Omar where the guy says, I want this hundred bucks to be for Tzedakah and also this, says the Gemara, that's very clear, you just said, and also this, you know, and also this. So that's considered a complete statement. Ella, rather, you know what the case is? The Omar, you left out that word of Vehodain, and this one too. So, and he didn't say also. All you said is, this hundred dollars to Tzedakah, and this. You didn't say, and this also. So what do you mean, and this? My, what's the halacha? Do we say, to go buy pizza? And then, a uh, hundred dollars, and, and this to buy pizza. In other words, you just didn't finish your conversation. You got distracted. And he just never completed the statement that you wanted to start. Yeah. Why don't we say that we go based on minagamakam? In other words, I, I used to know this European yid, you go, I, I, I want to, I want this, and this, and this. I right. Mean, each this was... Very good. Rabbi Ravinsky is asking a very important, uh, a very important question, and that is, why don't we? You know, you're asking why don't we do follow a, a minigamakam type of thing? But you're really saying the, the person's intent. Why don't you follow the person's intent? Excellent. So this question that we're asking now is going to is really a conversation which we'll get into that has to do with machshava. Does if I have a thought about giving some, if I if I have a thought about giving something to tzedakah, am I obligated to give that tzedakah or not? Or do I need to utter it? Mm. Let's say you're at a dinner, and in your, they're, they're trying to raise money. In your mind, you're like, I'm going to give $1,000 to this. I'm going to give $18 to this. I'm going to give... Oh, that, yeah. But you never said it. No, in your mind, you're thinking like, you know, I should really be giving... A, I have access to that money. I should be giving $1,000. It's going on in your mind. But you never uttered it. Is there anything there? Why is that hush of here? Because again, over here, you said this hundred dollars to tzedakah and this, and then you stopped. Even if you're thinking and this also to tzedakah, if it, was, if it remained as a machshava, just a thought, and we say that yados, a partial statement, is not a statement, you never uttered it. So it was never a pledge. If you never pledged it, it doesn't matter what I'm thinking. I never said it. It remained a machshava. Now you could say even a machshava style, does obligate. Even your style of speech Correct, because your style of speech can also be the other way. Now you're 
Not if you're okay. No, but what we're saying, a silent speech is not. It, silent speech can at times be considered speech. You know, just a thought. A thought could be considered speech sometimes, but you can hear that there would be an afkamina. You could hear, you know, if I, if I say, and this, and I didn't say, even if I meant, and this, if I never expressed my pledge, it's like a pledge that's internal. It never expressed itself. Yeah, go ahead. I also learned it in Russia. If you bid, if you lose, you're still obligated to give what you bid. So David's saying something very, very chashuv, uh, which is there's times where you'll go to something which is like they'll, they'll auction off a kibbutz in honor, and one person will come out on top. If you say... If you say that the utterance that a person's saying is a pledge to a shul, so even if you didn't win, you should follow through on the payment. Now, halach lamaisa, we don't pass like that. No, we don't pass that halach lamaisa. But the Gemara brings down various incidents and stories of people who thought about doing something, and afterwards they went to the Fnimashur Sadin, whatever. And you should know, the, even the Ramah Paskins, that when it comes to Tzedakah, the Ramah writes, the halacha. If a person had a, not only a, a thought, but it was a, a, a committed thought. Yeah, yeah, an intention. It's a, it was a committed thought. He says, that he brings down two, um, two opinions. First opinion is that you need to give it. Second opinion, you don't. But he says, the halacha seems to be like the first opinion. And if a person had a real commitment inside their mind, then, uh, then it's... Uh, then uh, they, they should follow through. Back into the Gemara. So says the Gemara, Mi Amrinan, do we say, Kivan de Iskish the Karbonai, since Sadaka is, uh, you make a Hekish. To Karbonai's household, Dixiv Bificha, like we learned earlier, it says, with your mouth, that which is uttered with your mouth, you must follow through on and not, not withhold payment. Zut Sadaka. Just like we find by Karbonis, which is connected to Nether, a partial statement is a statement. That Tzedakah and Karbonis is only compared to Baltachar. You can't withhold paying off your Tzedakah uh, after a specific amount of time. The same way you can't just keep holding off your Karbonis. But as far as other matters, it's not the same and there would not be others. That is Rav Papa's next shine. Okay, so his shayla, again, we're not, we didn't answer the first shaylas, and we're not answering this shaylas either of tzedakah, but we're explaining the tzedakah, we're explaining the, 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 tzedakah, the each side of it, and ultimately what the Gemara is continuing to point out is, if this halacha would be connected to neder, yadais, in a part, an utterance of a partial statement, would obligate, and if it's not connected to neder, then you'd have no source to obligate a partial statement of tzedakah, okay. Next Shaila of Rav Papa. About uh, eight, nine lines down on Zayin Yad Hefker. What about a partial statement making something Hefker? Does it, is it effective or do we say it is not effective? Okay, says the Gemara. One second. Hainut Tzedakah. How would Hefker be anything different than Tzedakah? Now, listen closely. This is actually a very Lumdisha point that the Gemara wants to bring out. And this, the Lamdash idea here has to do with general ownership. What makes me the owner of an item? The answer is my mind. A person who's a shaita 
cannot really create an acquisition or give over any ownership. A katan, a miner who doesn't have a molded mind, cannot acquire something and cannot give over at a certain age maybe. He can't acquire. Okay, it depends on... At a certain point, a child who's able... So at a certain age of, of katanos, call it six, seven, eight, nine, when he's able to protect that which you give him, then he can acquire, but he still can't give over. He doesn't have an abdas to, to give over from. But be it as it may, ownership is dependent on mind. So if I were to sell something to you, what allows that item to be transferred from me to you? Here's what happens. Me removing my ownership. You see, if you, if you give me $100 for a $50 item and I don't want to sell, and you take it, it's not yours, even though you paid me double the price. In order for it to be a valid sale and a transfer of ownership, I must remove my das. I must be willingly remove my mind from that object. How does Hefker work? How does Hefker work? The same thing. All an owner needs to do is say, that's Hefker. It's ownerless. Okay, now that my mind is not protected, uh, is not protecting this item and is not connected, that somebody else could come and take ownership because they're not blocked by my mind. So the Gemara says, when it comes to any financial transfer, what would be the difference between Stokka and Hefker? Okay, if you're going to say there's Yodas by Tzedaka, you'd say there's Yodas by Hefker. If you say there's no Yodas by Tzedaka, there's no Yodas by Hefker. Why is your Papa asking a Shiloh by both? Says the Gemara like this. Im You're right, they are connected. But if Papa is coming with an Im Timtzilaymar, which means that if you're going to tell me the halachas by tzedakah, I might say something different by hefker. How so? See, here we go. If you're going to tell me that there is a partial statement that's effective by tzedakah, because we're going to say there's no hekesh lemechza. Again, what's the hekesh between tzedakah and karbon? Beficha, with your mouth, and, and the shiloh was. Does that only mean balta akher, not to push off? Or does it mean that there's even going to, going to be yades? See, if you're going to tell me there is a yad with tzedakah, and the hekesh goes the whole way... So the same way there's, uh, again, Yadais by Nadarim and Karbanais, there's also going to be partial statement valid by Tzedakah. Okay, but I'll say by Hefker, to make something ownerless, me, Amrina, and Hainut Tzedakah, do we say it's Mamish, the same thing at Tzedakah, transfer of, finan- of an ownership on, on finances? I don't, or maybe shiny Tzedakah, maybe Tzedakah is different. Tzedakah like Chazia Elalaniim. You hear this? When you make something Tzedakah, this $100 is Tzedakah. Who's allowed to take that $100? Only a poor person. A person who's not eligible for tzedakah would be stealing if they take that money. If I make something ownerless, anybody could take it. Okay? So that would be a second part of the shaila of Repub. Again, the Gemara thought that Hefker and Stuck would be exactly the same because the removal of Das, the Gemara says, no, no, no. You're right that it functions the same way, but by tzedakah, when you give over something, your mind is not completely removed from it because you don't allow, uh, you don't allow rich people to take from it. You're still somewhat connected to it. Okay? Since there you're somewhat connected, I might say that maybe to make something hefker where you completely removed your mind, maybe then it's not like carbonase and it's not like nether. So there's really two parts to this point that Rav Papa wants to ask about. Okay, and again, no answer. 
So let's quickly do a Chazar. We know there's Yadais by Nadarim, three possible sources for that. The Gemara then asks, what about marriage? What about Peah? What about Tzedakah? What about Hefker? Let's keep going. Those were all of Papa's Shilas. Boy Ravina. Now Ravina, one of the authors of Gemara, Ravina and Ravashi, primarily authored the Talmud Bavli. Amar Ravina. Ravina says, Yesh Yad What about a partial statement of a Beisakisei? Now what's the Allah of a Beisakisei? So the, there's a, a number of Allahs. The primary Allah we're going to discuss here is you're not allowed to speak words of holiness in a bathroom. Now, it's once you designate a space to be a Beisakisei, where some halachas, there's certain things you're not allowed to do in that area. So if you say to a specific area, that's a Beisakise, and then you say, and this, right, or and this too, we'll see, it can't be right, we'll have the same back and forth. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. If it hasn't been used, in other words, there's never been... Oh, Gavaldic, Gavaldic. says, no, it hasn't been used yet. Lamaynaf Gamina, it's a brand new building. Good. So wait, wait. Also, if it has been used, but there has, there's, not, there's nothing in it. It's, it's, it's clean. You know? Good. Good. Yeah. Like nowadays. All right. Like nowadays. All right? That's going to be step three of the Gemara. Let's go through the first two steps. The Gemara will, will, will have to clarify your question. Beautiful. Here we go. Step number one of the new Shaila. By Ravina, we asked the Shaila. Does a partial declaration establishing something as a base akise, make it effective as a base akise or not. What's the case? If you're going to say, this room is a bathroom and this also, clearly, that's also a base akise. Again, you said, and this room, you might mean uh, to be, uh, I don't know, yeah, my base marriage. Vlay Amar Nami. My Bahadin the Gummers. What do you mean on this one too? Bahadin Nami Besakise. Does he mean this one's also going to be established as a Besakise? I don't know. My Bahadin means Latashmisha Baumahu. Yeah, I could do whatever I want over there. So Gamar says, one second. Let's get on to your challenge. Michlal, according to Ravina's question, we can imply Dipshita Leila Ravina. Ravina must take for granted the Yesh Zimun the Besakise. That once you establish a room as being a Besakise, it's a besakise even without any sort of excrement, without any sort of, of uh, filth that's in the room. And is that so simple? But Ravina himself asked the Shaila about this. His Shaila was, What happens if you didn't use the besakise, but you just established it to be the besakise? What's the halacha? And also about a bathhouse, right? People walk around uncovered. You're not allowed to speak uh, holy words in such a room. Zimon Mayel, I ain't Zimon Mayel. He said, does establishing something as a Beisakise already render it inappropriate to speak, uh, you know, holiness and learn holiness over there or not? Okay? So we have two things that we need to figure out, two, 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 uh, diff, uh, two different things to contemplate. First is Ravina Shaila about Yoda is by Beisakise. And the Gemara says, well, if your whole Shaila, I don't understand Ravina, your whole Shaila about Beisakise because you're implying, Ravina, that establish your words are going to make it forbidden to learn, but you yourself weren't sure about that. And if the halacha really is that it's permitted to speak words of holiness in just a room that's been established, so now lamaynaf kamina yade. So if I say this is a basic, you say and this, your words didn't do anything anyway. 
you know, if you hold that you need to have actual filth there, so he didn't do anything. All he did was it. So these are two things we need to clarify. Says the Gemara, Ravina is really asking both. So we're going to have to answer both these Shilas. Ready? What's Ravina's two Shilas? Well, we just explained. Zimun Zimun. First of all, Ravina wants to know if I just establish a room as a base hakise, does it become forbidden to say words of holiness? And if you're going to tell me, yeah, if you're going to tell me, Taka making it a bathroom already makes it in a, uh, not allowed to speak words of holiness, Imtim Shalomar, Yesh Zimun, Yesh What happens if my words establish as a hakise? What happens if I just use a partial statement? Is that going to render it a Beisakise? Says the Gemara, Sibaylei. Ah, good Shilas. Good Shilas. Now, was anybody bothered by this expression? Anybody bothered by this expression? Usually, if you have a good Shilas without a Teretz, what does the Gemara generally say? It'll say Akasha. Or it'll say Teku. Or it'll say Teku. Yeah? Very good. So, maybe what? Maybe it's not such a difficult question that it's a kasha and spend more time on it, work it out. Okay, saying so maybe is uh, telling us to do a little more, to do a little more Ian over here. If you look in the left side of the Gemara, where sometimes Rabbeinu Hananel is, you see Taisvis? So look at, yeah, it's not really Taisvis, the same way Rashi is not really Rashi, they say on the Dharam. But if you look down at about 10 lines before it gets wide in Taisvis, you'll see Siba'ilach. You see the bold word Siba'ilach? Siba'ilach, Taisvis says, Pirush Kumaiteku, Veloshin Nedarim Meshuna. This is Chashuv. Taisvis is letting us know as we go through Maseches Nedarim, it's a whole different type of wording than we're used to in other areas of Shas. We're going to find a number of fascinating expressions. And if we could just throw in, how appropriate. How appropriate, because as, as we started out, our introduction to Maseches the Darim, the whole Masechet is teaching us the Chiddush of doing nothing and speaking things into reality. Whereas, right now, for me, I can drink... From this cup, because it's kosher, if somebody were to say, somebody else, I'm not saying this, I, need, I still need this, yeah? But if somebody else were to say, this cup, I'm making a nether from this cup, I want, this cup becomes non-kosher to that person. It's not fit, like a piece of pork. Not literally like a piece of pork, that could, could make an afkamina, hakira, uh, the, the guf and the gavra, okay, fine, whole thing. But you could mamish make this not kosher. But I, all I did was speak. I didn't do a thing. Nedarim, it's, it's a pella. That's, that's the terror used, expression of pella. Ki hafli lindor neder. This whole thing's a, a pella a thing. And it's very, it happens to be appropriate that Mesechah is nedarim. It's like a whole, it's like a, a, a change on a lot of the different verbs, a lot of different uh, vocabulary and expressions that we find in other places of Shas. But be it as it may, the Gemara answers all these Shilas. Rav Papa Shilas. Ravina Shaila, which is, see, we got to ask these Shailas, these are good Shailas, and it's really unclear based um, about whether it's, uh, there are Yadais the same way we find by Nadar. Go ahead. Isn't there a Sugya somewhere, Hazmana Mosehi, or Hazmana Yeah. 
Yeah, but to, but Ravina Shaila is first of all is Asman and Mosa, and even going to say Asman and Mosa does does Yadish work. Yeah, but but the, the same Shaila we have uh, over there in in Echanami. Um, well, I'll tell you, it is beautiful. Two dots. Menuda anilach b'chulu. We learned in our Mishnah that if somebody says menuda anilach, so here it's fa- it was a different type of expression, and we had a machlekes on this expression specifically. Right, There's the Mishnah beginning of our Masechta on Beis Omud Aleph. Let's turn back quickly and. Menuda anilach. What if he says, "I am menuda to you. I'm like separated from you, uh, detached." Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Akiva had a tough time with this expression, and he ultimately was machmer. And he was like a difficult time, and ultimately he was uh, he was machmer about this. Okay, now kind of like a suffix dairaisa lechumer. You're in doubt. Nadarim is dairaisa. So he wanted to be machmir, but less, it's kind of less like uh, that he was so certain about this. Says Dr. Gemara, Amr Abaye, Abaye says, Maidr Abakiva, the Indian Malkus, Abakiva will agree that as far as getting Malkus, if somebody transgresses this expression of Menodani Lach, he's not going to get Malkus. Yeah? You, you, you arrive in Isser, but we're not going to actively give Malkus because we don't know for sure. Diem Cain, because if he would give Malkus, Nisir Bekiva Machmir. It should have just said Rebekiva is Machmir. If he was here, Bekiva is Machmir, it's like that's the Psak Halachas on the Chomer side. Over here, that we use the expression like he wasn't so sure, so he was Machmir. That means that we're going to be lenient as well as far as the consequences. You did not very got to do Tshuva, but as far as the Malkus, we're not going to give Malkus. Amar of Papa, Rav Papa says, Benedina Minach, a person says, I am. I'm uh, Nedina, like, uh, like Menuda, same expression as Nedona, I'm separating from you. If somebody says, I'm separated from you, he says, of Papa, everybody will agree, both the Tanakama and Rabbi Kiva will agree that it's a, um, it's a, a nether, and if you, if you uh, argue on it, it's Nishgit. Huh? Mismetna. I'm just, he likes smetna. So oh, I don't know. If you say um, then you're not allowed to have smetna. What if he says, What if he says, We're, uh, you know, we're in cherem from each other. Everybody's going to agree that it's, go, it's not a valid expression and they're going to be permitted to gain from each other. So where's their machoikas? We now turn to the top of Ahmed Bey's. B'menuda anilach. Davka by this expression. Rav Papa's whole point was just to lead up Davka to this, uh, to this expression. Rebbe Kiva holds that menuda anilach is an expression of nidui, of separation. Okay? And since there's an expression of separation, like we said, when you detach and separate from something, so that's considered a valid nether. However, for Rabban Sarvi the Tanakama, was of the opinion, Lishna uh, Deshamtanahu. No, it's an expression of, uh, like, Cherem. It's an expression of Cherem. An expression of Cherem is not considered to be a thorough, um, a thorough nether. Upliga der And this approach argues on Rav Chista's approach. There was a fellow who said, I am putting myself in Shamtina. 
Yeah, I am, um, I am uh, putting myself in Cherem from Mibinichse, um, uh, from the property Debrei, uh, Debrei de, de, de Barava, from the son of Ravirmiya Barava, so the grandson of Abba. I'm putting myself in the Cherem from his property. Okay. Also, the commander of Chista, and he came over from Chista. Amar Leir, Chista says, less the Choshle Laha de Rebbe Akiva. Nobody cares about Rebbe Akiva. Yeah? Rebbe Akiva's approach is that, um, that, uh, um, you're going to be machmir. Now they explain over here that it's not necessarily the halacha. It's not necessarily the halacha. So he says, we don't paskin like Rabbi Akiva to be machmir, and therefore we don't need to be concerned. Now you can imply from that response that they argue specifically, they do argue by a case of mishamtina alone. Amar of Ilo Amar Rav, Vila says the name of Rav, Nidohu Befanov. What happens if he puts, if they, they put someone in Cherim? Ain matirin lai ella befanov. They can also, uh, they, they can only remove the cherim um, when he is around. Okay. Meaning, if you're putting somebody in cherim and the person is there, it's got to be the same way that he put, that he went in, the same way he went in, the same way he comes out. Nidohu shalai befanov, they put him in cherim and he's not around. He doesn't need to be around when um, when they remove him from Khir. Okay. Omar of Khan Barat. Now the, 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 the reason why we're adding this in is first of all we're just dealing with you know dealing with Khirim in general. And the halacha for this the, the reason for this halacha is that when somebody is there on site when he's put into Khirim, there's a there's an additional um, there's an additional uh, seriousness. It's like a seriousness that's taken when you he's there. You like look at him in the eye, like you're here. So too, since it's so severe to get him out of here, you're going to have to go full throttle. You bring him back, and you make sure also it's an intense freeing, as opposed to somebody who's not around. And you're, you wrote a letter, you sent out a letter that this yukul who's hiding out in in Kentucky is in here. So also, you know, whenever it's over, they could also uh, write it in that fashion. Omar of Khan and Omar of Khan says name of Rav. Hashemayaz Karas Hashem of Nechabeiroi. If you hear your friend saying Hashem's name in vain, Tsarich Linadoisai, you're obligated to put him in Khairim. A person who purposely is, is saying Hashem's name Bashov, you're obligated to put him in Khairim. And if you don't, who asks me? You should be put in here. Okay, now it doesn't mean that you are put in here. What it means is you deserve to be put in here. You deserve to be put in here. Everything has a counterbalance. Says the Gemara, every time you find the name of Hashem that's there um, uh, unnecessarily, you'll find Anius, you'll find poverty. And poverty is like death. Now, they, uh, they, um, um, this is uh, referring to when Maishu Rabbeinu had run away. He said, oh, they're all dying. Now, they weren't all dead, but they were, they were in servitude. You know what I mean? They're, so, um, All right. So you see that uh, poverty is similar to death. Now, what's the vard over here? What's the, what's the idea? 
So the idea over here is that there's only bracha when the Rabbani Shalom is around. There's only bracha when the Rabbani is around. Memela, the, the midah, the connected midah in this, is that if you say HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name unnecessarily and you bring him places where it doesn't belong, so the opposite of bracha is going to come. That's it. That's, that's the midah, connected midah of the, that we're learning out for the Psikkim and the Jerry. Amar Rababa. Rababa says, Have a came that came the Ravuna. I was in front of Ravuna. Shamalachitza. And I heard a woman, the Afka. She spoke out. What? The Afka Haskara Sashem Lavatola. She spoke out God's name in vain. Shamta, he put her in Kherim, Visharala la Alter Ba'apa. And then he took her out of Kherim. He put her Kherim right away and took her out of Kherim. Shmamino Tlas. So I learned three things from this. Ershtins, first of all, Shmamino Hashemeas Karshemi Bichaber Tsarchlin Adaisa. If you hear somebody say the Rabban Shalom's name in vain, you got to put him in Kherim. Ushmamino Nidobofonov, Eimatirin Layabofonov. You got to put him in Kherim, and he's, if you're in front of them, when you put the Kherim, you got to be in front of them when you remove the Kherim. Okay? Ushmamino, Eimbeinidu Lafara, Veloi Klum. There's no specific amount of time to be in Kherim. Okay. Right? There's no specific time to be in Kherim. The Kherim just has to, has to be there. The message has to be given over. Amr of Gid Omar Rav. Gid says name of Rav. Talmud Chacham and Adel Atzmayu may fear li Atzmayi. A Talmud Chacham can put himself into Kherim. And he can also take himself out of Kherim. Meaning if you know about yourself. A Talmud Chacham knows about himself. That he did something that's worthy of Kherim. There's a list of things you could do. One example we gave you saying Hashem's name in vain. There's other times where you don't stand up properly for Tyra, so on and so forth. This give proper covet. So you could put yourself in Kherim and get yourself out of Kherim. Says the Gemara Pshita. Yeah, it's obvious. What do you mean obvious? Well, if it works one way, why shouldn't it work the other way? It either doesn't work, the, you either can't put yourself in Kherim and you can't take it out, or you could put yourself in and could put yourself out. What's the grace of Kiddush here? Mm-hmm. I would say, listen, you can walk into prison, but once you're in, you need somebody else to unlock the door. So maybe a Tamil Chacham could put himself in the Kherim, but to get himself out and to nullify the Kherim, maybe he needs a different Tamil Chacham. Comes along Rav, and Rav tells us that, no, you could put yourself in the Kherim and you could take yourself out of Kherim. Says the Gemara, Hechi Dami, let's go through some cases over here. What happened over here where you have a Tamil Chacham? Who wants to put himself into Kherim and who feels the need to put himself into Kherim and is also taking himself out of Kherim. Like the following story of Marzutra Chasida. When you had a yeshiva guy who was obligated Shamta to be put into Kherim, Marzutra, he hit us when he had to put one of his Talmidim in yeshiva into Kherim, he put himself into Kherim. And then he put the Talmud into Kher. Psh. You hear this? Why? Because it's, uh, a Rebbe goes, Reb, goes with his Talmud. I need, I need to put you in Kherim. I need to put you in Kherim. You're Mechuyiv in Kherim. But I'll tell you what. I'll be there first. It's major. Yeah. And when he'd go back home, Shari Lanafshe, Bahadur Shari Lay. He'd remove his Kherim, and then he would remove 
the cherem of the of the Talmud. Okay. Now the Mefarshim here explain that the reason why the Gemara wants to uh, tell us the order that he removed the cherem is because you're better. It, the, the, it's more kavod for the Talmud to be taken out of cherem by somebody else who's not a cherem. So th- this is continuing on the sensitivity of um, uh, uh, yeah of Marzutra of Marzutra yeah the and Rav Gidel also says in the name of Rav how do you know that it's permitted to make an oath that you're going to perform a mitzvah okay now we would say you know maybe not the Torah already obligates you yeah. What's this, uh, um, you know, maybe uh, it's, it's an iser to even do that. Right. I swore and I'm going to fulfill. Okay. Still, it's a pre-existing shua. Every Jew is obligated. To, we said at Harsinai, we, we took an oath. They were going to follow mitzvahs. So this guy is just uh, making a redundant oath. It's not a problem. You know why? Because yes, at Harsinai we have an oath. We have a pre-existing. But you know what? But you know what an individual is allowed to do? An individual is allowed to say, "I swear, I'm going to be careful. I'm taking an oath. I'm going to be careful to keep Shabbos top-notch this week." Like, what type of oath is that? You have to keep Shabbos anyway. It says so in the Torah. No, for him it's necessary. In other words, what, what the Chiddush over here is says Gemara. I might think it's not necessary. Say Gemara, no, because. On a national level, we're all included. But if I want to make a specific shvua, davka for myself, to mizares myself, to encourage myself to mamish do it right and add a shvua onto uh, you know and, and add a shvua on, so such a such a statement is going to be effective, and it's not going to be usher. It's not going to be usher. So you, what's interesting is that if you transgress the shvua, though, you're not chayv Right. It's so it's an effective yeah. You're not going to be chayv to bring a carbon over the ma'aseh. It's a valid shvuah, and we don't consider this to be like a, a shvuah that is uh, that's in vain. Okay, if we end up a few uh, beautiful uh, teachings as well from Rav Gidol. Bezrim will continue on more teachings of that Rav Gidol is quoting Ravin. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, Gittenacht.